Today, we explore an exciting theme. Get rid of anxiety in life and relationships in one place. The Power of Your Voice with Mike Murphy. Hey, welcome everybody to the Power of Your Voice podcast. And I'm your host, Mike Murphy. And once again, super grateful that you're here. Super excited that you guys love the show. You know the drill. If you like it, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, share, and uh, we'll just keep giving you the best content we can. Let me ask you a question. How would you feel if you always felt comfortable in your own skin with no anxiety? Or what if you had that same feeling in the bedroom and could be totally open and vulnerable with your partner, almost like a pleasure detective? Well, our next guest today is going to share all that valuable information with us in just a minute. Her name is Juliette Karaman, and she's a certified mind and body coach, expert on relationships, sensuality, healing, trauma, and body shame. She specializes in the reinvention of the most intimate relationships in life, the one you have with yourself. With courses, coaching, VIP experiences, and retreats, Juliette has guided and mentored thousands of women over the past decade and a half. Rewrite the relationship with their self confidence in their bodies, mind, and spirit using her unique rapid release, rewire, and restore method. And just like me, she has four wonderful children, all adult and out of the home, hopefully, and and she's free. Juliet, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. You got four kids too. Isn't it fun? There's so many people out there with four kids. We've got like this real connection. Exactly. Parents of four. Exactly. Let me tell you what's even better. The grandkids, because I have seven of those and one on the way. And Ooh. my next incarnation, I'm going straight to grandparent. Because <laughs> there's, there's no <laughs> work imagine. and all fun, you know, you just, and they're so adorable, you know, until they grow up. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> grandmother in the waiting. None of my kids are quite there yet. <laughs> yeah. And you're coming to us today from the United Kingdom, I understand. Yes, I'm Dutch, but I've lived in uh-huh. the UK for, let me see which child, yeah, 23 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you're Dutch by heritage. Awesome. Let me ask you this. As a mom, when you look at the world today, Mm -hmm. what excites you and what concerns you? (laughs) What excites me is that people or that young kids, that, that everyone actually can really tap into their potential now. It's not so much we have to go to a nine to five job, you know, it's like, like, like everyone wants to be banker at one point to get money you know you had to be a banker you had right. to do this and that and now everyone's like oh no the world is really my oyster and they can just do stuff i'm two of my kids are very dyslexic so i've, right. I've taught in that spectrum a lot gotcha. uh, autism stuff and then what what's the thing that i'm most afraid of i think it's they haven't quite learned communication skills mm. because of the devices that people are on and especially youngsters yeah. they haven't quite understood cues like body cues and it's like like teaching someone new skills again it's like hey you know when someone is crossing their arms they're putting stuff away that means it's cues like hey wrap it up yeah Yeah. (laughs) and they don't get it because they're involved in their phone that's a great observation because you know like i mentioned i have these grandkids and and i see it and i see the struggles of their parents and Mm -hmm. i and you know i'm I'm here in uh South America building a business, right? And I see even in the young adults here, and even in myself, to be honest with you, I'm not pointing fingers because three are coming back at me because I I spend way too much time on my iPad. And now I find it difficult. I used to read three or four books a week. Now I find it difficult to just sit still and read a book. The mind is all over the place. And that's concerning to me, frankly. And and I think we need to, and I, I think you touch on this in your teaching, but we need to get back into our heart 
And when we're raising a, a child, it's, it's a community, it's a tribe. We, we got to get back to that, in my opinion. What do you think? Completely. And kind of like, like the, the Buddha said, like the next Buddha will be a Sangha, right? Will be a community where we actually yes. go back communities if we think about you know we used to live in tents like the woman in red tents would commune together would you know would would like massage each other would learn about their bodies from yes. each other yes. about you know traditions would be passed on i mean i was married to to a lebanese palestinian woman would be in the kitchen rolling vine leaves and and following out you know courgettes and and um zucchinis i think you called it the sets and all these kind of things but you'd actually learn a lot you'd you get the codes from other people you get the voice codes you actually start understanding it in your body what they're talking about and it's not so mental anymore but this is yeah we yeah sometimes it's like okay let's just put everything away and when i you, love turning off my phone and turning amen not being available amen i'm really <laughs> working on that right now and let me tell you so we're building this amazing uh, transformational health retreat here in medellin colombia and 7,000 feet in annie's mountains and every time i go up to the property I envision teepees and, and, and a, a bunch of women teaching these children, teaching about sex. I mean, heck, you know, I don't know how old I was, 10, 11, 12, and next thing I know, I got an erection. What, and, and it feels, and, but no one's ever told me what the hell is going on here. So now I got to deal with all that stuff. And then the neighbor kid shows me a Playboy magazine, which may boom. And, 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 and you know, this is a big subject for me. Cause I'll be honest with you. You know, I probably did a better job than my parents, but I didn't do a very good job. And, and so I really think, especially today with the internet and all this stuff out there, right? If these kids get to expose that to, I hate to think, right? And sexuality is a big problem, you know, and for all, everybody, look at it. I mean, that's all we talk about nowadays. So, so what do you think? What, what, what's the age to start teaching a young girl and a young guy? How do you do it? And all that kind of stuff. You start teaching from really early. It was funny, I was talking to a journalist a few years ago, um, here in the UK and they did this big two-page spread on how to talk about sexuality because we're not taught no yeah it's like oh the bees and the birds and I was like eh. yeah listen I was married the to Muslim my kids are this... half Muslim half Christian so yeah. they kind of like they've grown up with everything yeah but very you know we're I'm Dutch so we're very open about stuff so at the age of probably you know six or seven I started talking to the girls a little bit and you know, my boys used to, they used to all run around naked. Yeah, they were in Europe. People will run around naked on the beaches a bit longer than probably in the States. And uh, I remember my son, he's like, Mommy, Willie massage. I'm like, darling, I probably don't want to do that when you go do that when you get to nursery, you know? And he'd take off his, his clothes, and, and that's how he was comfortable. So I kind of then had to say, hey, you know, it's natural and it's normal. And when you go to school, people are not going to want to. So, it start talking about start normalizing you yes know, you know have, have normal names for it yes i remember when i moved here from from switzerland with two of my kids and i talked to my my husband's cousin and i'm like so what do you call vagina and she's like oh we call it she has three daughters we call it front to bottom i'm like front to bottom what do you mean so you know so there's already shame in not naming it properly yeah, yeah. like girls don't want to say that they're on their period right. so they're on bambi or on their and something else it's like yeah you're taking away language no you're you're taking away normalizing language about our body parts yeah and just being natural about it so it's all hush hush yeah then what you see on t on on yeah on on you porn or whatever yeah. or inside it is actors 
acting. Exactly. So this is where, for me, when when the boys were about eight or nine and they had older friends with older brothers, you know, yes, in the Playboy magazines, and then the the stuff came out, and I was like, okay. So I want you to remember that these are all actors. It's a big business. Okay. So when you're going to be with someone, remember that that person has parents and has brothers and sisters. So how you treat there you go yeah. is going to come around. So how would you like your sisters to be treated? And they're like, so they've always been super respectful. Great, great way to put it. Listen. That's such a great way to put it to relate it to their sisters. You know, related to yourself, how would you like it if someone talks about your sister? You know, right. if, if you like, are you going to go and brag that you slept with someone right. or that you did this or that? So, and plus, what is it? What, yeah. What's why would you have to do that? So both of them are like, no, we're you know, this is this is personal. This yes. is private to us. Yes. And we don't need to brag about it. Because but then when I went straight into like sexual con conscious uh, sexuality, I, I ran a um, uh, I was a director of a program here in the UK and I used to walk around with this t-shirt says the pussy knows and the boys were like what the fuck? really really <laughs> you know we're 13 14 15 and you know all the friends and then you know, come around they're like what is this mother of yours you know this yummy mommy walking around with the pussy knows so yeah I kind of like took it a little bit to extremes but <laughs> but still that's it brought up conversation right I mean we, we were talking about an taboo subject so you know it accomplished something and that's it and that's even the word pussy brings yeah. up a lot for people yes. like, whoa you know that's really denigrating and like well what, what do you call it do you call it vagina that what, what and, do you call and it? you and you uk people use even a stronger word that if we have a male says that to a woman here we we are in big trouble so i learned that early on i mean you guys throw it around like it's you know uh but i do like the willy that's better than talking about your dick you know i like right? and, and yeah, i think i, I think i think talking about shagging is better than fucking so i mean there you do we, i think we need a universal sexual course that we can all embrace and and because what what i, I i'm gonna assume is because of the lack of education i'm assume it's because of some maybe even innate shame but when we all find out what mom and dad did to really have us and we weren't delivered by a stork we all freak out like what's gross <laughs> And <laughs> why is that and how do we overcome that isn't it funny right it's like oh mom and dad go get a room I'm like well we are in our bedroom you guys are just trying to come into our bedroom what the hell you know? and so yeah the person's like ooh. yeah but also it's it's i think it's how how have you been brought up right what mm -hmm. has your education been around right intimacy and intimacy doesn't have to be sex it could just be holding hands yes. it could be kissing someone yes it could be showing affection to someone like what what have you been taught about that yeah and layer on top of that different religions different cultures yes. what society oh. thinks yeah. of you and that's like a whole oh man hornet's nest of, of hornet's nest of, of all kinds of stuff and it's like oh my god i better just not talk about anything yeah. or have any feelings inside of me no emotions no body body sensations because you know it's just yeah. whatever i do is wrong right okay let's talk about the grown-ups because they're probably more screwed up than the kids and then and and that's who you work with right you work with in these yeah. couples in their intimate sexual life and and so i know in my case my my late wife who passed she'd always say to me mike you need to learn to become more vulnerable I'm going, what are you talking mm. about? What the hell is vulnerable? I didn't really know what she meant until she died. And then I became super vulnerable, right? And I went, it was a crash course in vulnerability. 
But in the bedroom, you know, because we, we all have fantasies, we all might have little blah, blah, blah you know, fetishes or whatever, minor, mild, whatever. <laughs> and how do, why people have trouble communicating that too, or there's some shame associated with what, what advice would you give the couples that are asking about that stuff? I would say oftentimes it is communication, right? We yes. can boil it down to not even being able to ask for what we want because we don't know ourselves. Right. We know what we don't want. Yeah. And then we'll compare. It's like, oh, but only if you were like that. You always do that or you yeah. never do that. Right. So those are like the two killers of any relationship, right? You yeah. always or never. So like just scrap this from, right. your, from your vocabulary. And then start being curious. It's yes. like, what? So I teach people, it's like, yeah, take little duster yeah and start rubbing that on top of your arm yeah yeah from your from your wrist all yeah. the way up to the elbow really softly you like that like oh, how pleasurable is that yeah. it's like and really start bringing in that curiosity because we have different ways into pleasure yes just a bit like the five love languages yes and for me i think the five love languages you receive love in a different way that you give often um, so there's there's a quite quite a big distinction there but also there's the five ways into pleasure and once we start finding out that blueprint of each other it's like oh i didn't realize we you've been giving me pleasure in a way that actually doesn't really resonate with me yeah and for years i've been thinking that this was the only way yeah. people that have maybe a bit of kink you know they, yeah. they like you know, maybe being their hair pulled or yeah. they like just you know like like being submissive or, yeah. or dominant right. that is very shameful because it's like oh my god no one talks about this but you have the sexual people that really think about you know sex acts you know it's it's we're talking about vaginas yeah. uh, penises everything and it's really about orgasm and then you have people that are very energetic that feel the energy when they come into a room and then they can have like body orgasms just by looking at something yeah it's like an orgasm doesn't need to be that climax that moment where everything and yes. then you crash down but right. it's the climax orgasm is actually that like whole beautiful chi that life force right. that goes on and up and down and that can be just by dancing it can be by eating a fig or or a peach but really recognizing that this is life force so it's almost like setting an environment that where you have the time, you have whatever you want in the with you, and we're gonna explore this. We're gonna spend two hours instead of wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, okay? We're gonna spend at least an hour, and we're gonna, hey, you know, maybe we'll play around with ice, and maybe we'll play around with that, you know? And But why is it that, you know, guys, because, man, I, I, the longer people are married, most people, I think it gets worse and worse because they don't communicate yeah. and all these resentments build up and pretty soon they're not having sex for years. I mean, it's, it blows my mind, right? And so, and, but what, what is it in us that says, hey, you know, I'd really like to blindfold my wife and spank her, but, but that's, I'm afraid, I'm afraid of the reaction, I must be afraid of the reaction or, or I'm afraid, of, I'm afraid of what she'll think of me, right? So how do we, how do people work with that? Well, I would say, yeah, you've, you've, knocked two things on the head <laughs> so i have all my couples that don't have sex right. take sex off the table because for 23 years i haven't had sex right. so i'm like okay so we're now consciously for four to five weeks we're taking it off the table completely yeah and they're like but we're here to help us out <laughs> and i'm like yes and we're going to change your whole behavior so yeah. you are going to plan in a date morning not yeah. a date night because yeah. you'll be tired not a date lunch and not the places that you normally go to you take away your phone talk don't talk about the kids don't talk about work talk about your feelings yeah 
write down a yeah. list of 10 things that you used to love about each other share them wow and then then say you know have some communication skill this is what i love about you yeah and go five times up and down and then say thank you because all we want to do is actually be heard seen yeah. and understood yeah. and then you can go into well this is what i have fear about this is what i'm afraid of in our relationship mm. and this is something i desire and then it's not a communicate it's not a conversation it's just a communication so the receiving person just says thank you when they've understood yeah so that's where you can then say hey you know a desire that i have yeah is to be flogged or to yeah. be spanked yeah and it's and safe and it's that, and it's safe it's sa it. it's safe because because i don't think two couples could ever sit down and have this conversation like that right but mm -hmm. so they need someone skilled right and they need someone skilled a facilitator that's skilled to bring this intimacy back into so 24 years without intimacy we're going to bring we're going to we're going to you know watch a youtube video and bring it back no you so you're taking a long term approach and we got a lot of work to do here and so how is that when you're working with those people what kind of success rate how many guys say hey screw this i ain't never coming back what what is that like it's it's a fair question i mean and oftentimes it is the woman that say yeah. hey you know i've had enough of this right um and well the guy's probably men. getting his the guy's getting his knees met either in the shower or with someone else so you know yeah but oftentimes it's a woman that want more intimacy yes that's what i mean not, that's what not, i mean it's not it's not always sexual intimacy but yeah. more understanding what's going on in their lives yeah they want to connect again they want to see what what are the desires that we have for our lifetime what are the things that we want to create together and once you start playing around with that a little bit and really start connecting like that that's where you can start saying well how would you like to be touched yeah. and it's it's like it's people go on honeymoons again that that were on the brink of divorce so i think i've had one couple that uh actually after coaching with me that decided that no you know this is a beautiful way to end it so mm -hmm. i helped them uncouple in the, yeah. in the most beautiful way because mm -hmm. you know i've, I've right. divorced my husband but we're still the best of friends we Perfect. still go on holiday together with yeah. our own partner so it, it kind of like works and yeah. if you can bring this to other people as well you know, just say like you've loved each other for years but you're not good married so that's yeah. fine but pretty much everyone has um gone on a second honeymoon or wow. has reignited i'm not saying that they're they're like you know like constantly at it but they've definitely um improved that sexual side and that whole intimate side where they're like oh my god we're talking again we're not just sitting watching netflix and so that we're, we're leaving a legacy all of a sudden they've set up a charity in in, in, right. uh, in the arab world just just really cool stuff like that and that must be amazingly fulfilling for you to witness that, be a part of that, and then see that end result. What's that feel like for what's that feel like for you? Uh, for me, it's like, man, I did this for free, right? <laughs> <laughs> which which is what I do most some of the time anyway. Right. right? <laughs> but that's the whole thing. And it's it's so often there is there has been some kind of trauma involved and they know people don't know about that. Yeah. And then when that comes to light, there's so much acceptance and there's so much oh, curiosity. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. so this is what's been simmering under the the, the surface for years yeah. and that's why it feels like we haven't connected yeah and also when when shame lifts mm -hmm. and when when they can actually connect again then it's like wow okay mm. this is the man that i married or this mm. is the woman that i married but yet in a completely different way we've yeah. grown a lot together but these are the beautiful new ways that we can grow awesome and i've had people i've helped people open up their marriages as well Oh really? In a conscious way. Oh really? Yeah, which is beautiful as yeah. well. Because uh, that kind of solves the problem in a different way. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, they you know, they do things with right. other people and together, and right. then it just kind of yeah, it needs a lot of communication. For sure, it's not for sure. faint-hearted. <laughs> so, so how about this? You mentioned trauma. And there's a lot of stuff in the news and in the world. I don't know if you've ever heard this book I read a long time ago called The Transformation of America. It was a human trafficking victim, child abuse, all that thing. Anyways, long story. But um, but there's yeah. a lot of talk of human trafficking, which has to be trauma to, you know, the ninth degree. Mm -hmm. And so when working, and I would imagine most sexual trauma is from women, the majority. I'm sure it goes both ways. And then, of course, we have the transgender issue, which there's probably a lot of trauma. It's, a, it's very, very hard to unravel that trauma and get to a happy place, right? So much going on there. So so how do you deal with people with trauma? What's, what's some of your techniques? I've had a lot of trauma myself and for over 20 years, I kind of buried it and didn't realize until I got flogged mm. between the shoulders. And like, all of a sudden I felt my body opening. I'm like, oh, mm. can you, can I asked the, the Dom and the, the two people holding the workshop. I'm like, I need to be much harder right here. Cause I could feel my body wow. opening and it, I just got to this ecstatic state. Wow. Everything came flooding back and I was like, oh, okay. And I realized without being taught this, but that I needed to duplicate the experience, but give it a different ending. So I went back to the UK, found a dom, found five guys, because I got date raped when I was 18 mm -hmm. by five guys. And we reenacted it, but gave it a different ending. Mm. So then my mind, because we always remember right, the right. memory of it, right. didn't get stuck anymore. So it's an experience that happened to me, but it doesn't define No me. power like, anymore. The emotional, the emotional charge is gone. Emotional charge is completely gone. Yeah. So this then had me look into how can we duplicate charge without actually having to reenact that thing again. <laughs> but so any experience is made out of an image, yeah. a thought, yeah. a body sensation and yeah. an emotion. Mm -hmm. And once we can duplicate that, and by duplicating, I mean yeah. actually really feeling it. Yeah. So thinking that thought, seeing that image as, as yeah. vividly as you can in your mind's eye, um, experiencing that emotion and experiencing that body sensation. Yeah. We get, you know, we go through it, we get to another level, more stuff comes up, more content comes up. We go again to those four elements, move through it again. And then all of a sudden you get to this space of oneness, of right. no mind, of nothing. Of, Perfect. You know, <laughs> you've heard everyone talk about it. Everyone speaks of it in a different way. And that's where you can really do the healing. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not an expert in this, but I'm pretty sure you just described neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, uh, rewiring. Pretty much, rewiring as well, yeah, re as along with a lot of different yeah, exactly, things. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> rewiring the neural pathways and kind of changing the pattern and the, and the association Completely. with it. And for you guys out there, this is a, that's a great technique to get rid of any trauma. So in my case, you know, I don't have sexual trauma. What I have is childhood shame and humiliation and some physical abuse, you know, like fighting abuse, you know. Um, and that, and so how, talk to me about that, because I'm sure sexual trauma, you know, uh, but as a male, you know, I think we don't experience nearly as much as women. And, but we, I think, think we do are exposed to a lot of shame and humiliation because one we're taught mm -hmm. not to feel feel so we so we live in the head where all the fear is and we never go to our heart where love is and so so give 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 us a little advice on how to, for guys like me that had this childhood humili humiliation which is really bad and shame completely and it's interesting where you said that you know that men might not have sexual trauma but for me trauma is anything that happened too soon too fast for the psyche to or the body to actually process okay so that means someone has looked at you and maybe looked at your belly like 
Yeah. yeah, that could be like, whoa, you're holding on to some emotional charge there that mm -hmm. someone someone looked at you that way. Right. It could be someone cat whistled at you. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be getting raped, getting right. getting, you know, abused. Right. right. So any of that could be trauma. The way that, you know, you you said you you have shame. You know, we all don't we all have shame? Don't right. we all have like this like we're not good enough, we're right. not lovable. Right. Um yeah, and, and that is really where if you bring it all the way down to the emotions that we have, it's like, how can we move through that? Yeah, if you look at Byron, Byron Katie, like doing the work, it's like, right. is that really true? I mean, there's so many right. different brilliant people that have all taken their own view on it and made it their own, right? right. Because pretty much all of this has come through the ethers <laughs> and we're just all making it our own and yeah. seeing how it helps us and how it helps our clients. So shame is again, same thing, you know, feel it, feel yeah. it fully. Where do you feel it? What's going on in your body? Start getting in touch with it. Is there a sensation? Where is it in, in your body? Give it, uh, give it some characteristics. The cylinder, is it a ball? How heavy is it? What color does it have? Is yeah. it, does it have an age? Is it static? Is it moving? What are the edges like? My people are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, this is body what? sensation. Yeah. So do a body reveal. If I ask you, um, how are you doing? You'll be like, I'm fine. Great, I'm like, great. I'm great. What is, what is, what is, what, I'm great. What does that mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? But if I, if you'd ask me and I'm like, I'm doing, I'm, I'm good, but there's this pit in my stomach and it's about the size of a bas baseball and it's gray in color. It's a bit heavy. Um, it's tightening around a little bit. So yeah, it's, it's there. Yeah. And you'll be like, what am I going to do with that? But you can now feel in your body what that feels like for right. yeah. for me, right? Brilliant. Brilliant. And that is intimacy, intimacy, right? We're yes. sharing what's going on on the inside with me. Yes. Powerful. And that, and if you start learning that, that's how you can go through shame as well. Yeah. It's like feel that shame, and then what's the opposite of shame for you? I just have a curious question. What is your education? I mean, because that's very astute what you just shared. Very brilliant. I know you're a coach, but, but what is your regular education to get to this place where you are today? Oh, God. What and I, I know I know a large part of your education came from being a mother of four kids. So I know a lot of that was that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I used to do. I OK, so I'm high, uh, high school, American high school, because we moved oh, around cool. all over the world. Right. Then I did hotel and tourism school. OK. PR, marketing, uh, interior design. Then I became a Senko, so a special needs coordinator mm. because two of my kids are dyslexic. Okay. So gotcha. I went really deep into psychology. Yeah. Then I went deep into trauma. Then I went deep into sexuality, tantra, BDSM, um, orgasm meditation, erotic blueprints. So, I mean, it just went on and on and on. Then for three years, I taught um, this company called the Accelerated Evolution. Academy, which is all about learning these ways to get unstuck, metaphysical stuff. Do a um, big, big believer of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Me too. So yeah, so I've been working in the quantum and yeah. all this kind of stuff for a while now. You, you mentioned my one of my favorite spiritual teachers in the world, Byron Katie, just a minute ago, and then Dr. Joe. I just spent, I just did his advanced workshop in Denver through two weeks ago. So oh, cool, I mean, cool, because cool. I really it's think like, here's yeah. what I'm excited about the world, and 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 for you guys out there watching, you know, this is why I encourage you to check out Mountains of Hope um, in Medellin, Colombia, because this is the kind of work we're doing. We do a physical detox, but then we're going to take you into the meditation, Dr. Joe kind of stuff, Byron Katie doing the work, the four questions, the three turnarounds, the Judge Your Neighbor workshop. So um, what's beautiful about all that kind of work is I think that 
because if you look at the world, there's some really ugly stuff going on, you know, especially in the States. And I think UK too. And, you know, there, there is a, there is a matrix. There is a, there is something going on. The Bible calls it apocalypse, perhaps the end times. All that means is lifting of the veil. And so what I'm excited about is all these systems that were born in financial, medical, educational, all these systems that try to control us. And what do we want? We want freedom. We want our own sovereignty, right? And so what, what, what I'm excited about, all that stuff is breaking and this new consciousness is rising that you've talked about. Indeed. And that's what excites me. And I think, I think they got all the power, all the weapons, all the money. Where we're gonna win is through love and consciousness and moving from the head to the heart. And once we live here, this is our truth center. This is our bullshit center, but it's a powerful supercomputer if we use it from the heart. What do you say? completely right and that's that's the interesting bit what we're just so stuck in that matrix and yeah. like this is the only way and then you realize it's not the only yeah. way and for me what really was my wake-up call is when my sister um passed oh away. yes so I yes ask her over but for me every time it was like i was picking up the breadcrumbs and i was just there was a new breadcrumb and i was going for it yeah I got into a lot of um, sacred medicine and I did Buffo and then re-remembered my near-death experience, which then helped my sister pass over. Mm. And then a year later, my father. And then yes. six months later, my mother committed euthanasia. So I was like, okay, mm. this is what it was like for me. Wow. So, you know, you become a death doula. Yeah. Once you do this kind of work, like, you know, grief is... Change you forever. Teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. And it's like, whoa. I, I tell okay. people, I tell people going through great loss, I got good news, bad news. The good, the bad news is your life will never be the same again. Yeah. And the good news is if you go through this consciously and awake, you will never be the same again. You will grow miles. And that uh. big hole in your heart, instead of being filled with bitterness, is going to be filled with betterness and love. And once you embrace that, you're, for, you're never the same, ever. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Grief has definitely been my biggest teacher. And yeah. And I think that was one of the most beautiful things of teaching others, of being really conscious with my grief. And I'd be like laughing and smiling and holding, you know, holding a class. And but I'd always warn them. I'm like, listen, you do know that I'm going through some massive grief, <laughs> and you don't have to caretake me. I right. just want to. I want to take care of you to just tell you that all of a sudden I'll be smiling I'll, or I'll be teaching you, and then snot might come flying, and I'll be crying, and right. I'll be in hysterics. But right. That's my way through. Yeah. I'm actually showing you what's happening, what the emotions is, and the only way out is through. Yeah. So I've had so many people turn around saying it's been beautiful to watch because people are yeah. usually quite private about grief, yeah. grief and they're just like, no, no. It's like, no, if you can be, this is intimacy. This yeah. is what we're all seeking. We all want to kind of like have a little look at people, but then if you can show it in the full, in the fullness of what it is, yeah. of, of you know, this is life. Yeah. You know, you, you talk about being a death dude. I don't think there's anything more sacred than being at someone's death side and being the one in the room that's awake and conscious and not fearful and only there to love and to serve during this transition. I've done that number of times and it's so rich. It's, it, I don't think there's anything more profound, honestly, that we can experience. Yeah. It's, 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 been yeah I've, I've done this four times now it's been the most yeah. beautiful part you'll you'll now. love this when well, i've had kids and how holding my child the first time is beautiful <laughs> yes yes holding at the last last bit and seeing that last yes moving over seeing the soul go it's um, oh my gosh you know, you, you'll, you'll love this story. So when my wife, and she was only 38 when she became terminal and was passing. And so it's, very, it's tough when it's a very young, beautiful woman, right? But we were so blessed to meet this guy named Dale Borglum that had a nonprofit called the Living Dying Project. 
And he had been in the uh, India in the 70s studying under Maharaji with Richard Albert, who became Ram Dass. And when they returned to America, they created a living dying center, a dying center in Santa Fe, New Mexico, where people would go to transition. And so as a result of all this, him and I, we just finished a book, we'll publish it in a few months, called, uh, well, we don't know the final title, but I'm, I'm leaning towards Death, the Greatest Illusion, How You Can Never Die. And you, all you're going to do is leave this vessel. This is 50 to 100 trillion cells creating this thing called a body, but I ain't it. And I'm sure not these thoughts. I'm not only those. So uh, I am the energy. I am the essence. I am the timeless conscious. I am the soul. I am the spirit. And so I can't wait to get the heck out of here. I'm not in a hurry, by the way, but but I'm, I have zero fear. And that's empowering and freeing. Isn't it gorgeous? Isn't not it? to have fear anymore. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I'll be like my ego kind of kicks in. Like, right. oh, I want to be a grandmother, and I still want to want to achieve a few things. But then it's like you're into the oneness again. It's like, exactly. Whatever. Cool. <laughs> into the field. Okay, you mentioned earlier, and I got to follow up on this. I don't want to piss off my audience. Five ways of pleasure. <laughs> so, what are the five ways of pleasure? It's the ways into pleasure, right? Okay. So we have the five love languages, which I say receive and, and give are different. My receiving is definitely acts of service. Okay, how about we talk about the, how about the five love languages first and then the five ways into pleasure? Perfect. So five love languages are acts of service, um, words of affirmation, receiving gifts, um, physical touch. I'm trying to think, what's the other one? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's good enough. If you don't remember, don't remember. That's good enough. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so for me, it's um, I receive acts of service that I love, acts of service and physical touch. But I like to give gifts, mm. mm -hmm. words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. Words of affirmation is the other one. And words of affirmation, I, I do very easily. I just kind of like give someone compliments all the time. That's just who I am. But it's really interesting when you see people, how they receive, and I was like, oh, that's not their love language. Okay, so let me adapt oh. how I like to give into how they can receive. Yeah. And the same is with pleasure. Yeah. So uh, in the erotic blueprints, Jaya Mai is one of my, my mentors. So she talks about it, and there's the energetic blueprint. So the energetic blueprint is someone that likes probably off-body touch more. Mm. You're the people that come into a room and they know to go in or not. You don't go and hug them, but you kind of like, you know, approach yep. their energy. Yep. And then they're like, oh, yep. that's already a bit too close. Go a bit further. Right. But at the same time, if they if you know how to arouse them and play with their energy, you can kind of like dance together. Mm. Eye gaze. They can have like shivers when you're even across the room, just kind of flirting with mm -hmm. them which is super cool, right. but also super in their head, right? And it's like, oh, no, no, that smell is, is off-putting. I can't, you know, that perfume. Oh, my God, that pe person's energy. No, I can't be here. Noises, you know, all of that can be really a turn-off yeah. if they're not in pleasure already. Yeah. Then you have the sensual. And sensual, you kind of know. We, we're the people that love eating, smells, using all the senses, probably a bit softer touch, but on the body, yeah. uh, you know, massage oils, all these kind of things that, you know, candles, yum, silks, cashmeres. But also the shadow is like when there's a pair of underwear or a pair of socks, it's like, oh my God, you know, I can't, can't be in bed with you. I have to clean up this. Oh. Like, you know, oh my God, have I shaved? Am I smelly? Have I turned up the gas? What do the kids need for dinner? You know, so all of these are the things that take you out of pleasure. Mm -hmm. Then there's a sexual. So that thinks about, you know, penis and pussy, right. cock and whatever, right. you know, and really like the act of that. And the, the, there's a lot of shame there that they always talk about 
you know, orgasm and then want to really get, get like what we see in the movies, right? Yeah. What we've kind of been taught, like what the man likes and what the woman right. likes. And then oftentimes, um, if women are very sexual, that is also you know, frowned upon. Yeah. Like, why are you so sexual? You should be much more sexual or energetic. And then you have the kinky archetype. So that could be anything. It could be getting undressed with your light on. Right. That for some people might be kinky. You know, if you're massively Catholic, that, that might be something right. that you have done. Or it could be like actually impact play. Or you like psychological kink. You like someone telling you, hey, look down. I didn't ask you to look up. Come on, good girl. There you go. And things like that. But there's a massive excitement yeah. when they do get played like this and when yeah. oh, maybe you know, ropes and getting tied up. But again, there's such shame in bringing that to your, your partner because yeah. like, oh my God, are they going to think I'm crazy? And then there's the fifth archetype, the fifth blueprint, which is a mixture of all of them. And it's a shapeshifter. So I'm a shapeshifter. So that means I have all of them, but I also have all the shadow sides of them. Yes. And oftentimes us shapeshifters have been married or have been with one person that is one blueprint. Yeah. And then we constantly give and receive in that one blueprint. So we're starving. And yeah. we're like, come on, give us more and more and more and more and more. So you, know, you love getting getting sensual massages, but you might also like the the a bit of the like hair pulling or yeah. or, or you know whatever or, or just doming someone saying, hey, I'll take care of you. But yeah, it's when you start understanding this. When I body map with people, so yeah. I take them through. Yeah, because first we'll do a test, we'll do a little quiz, and then that comes from your mind, right? right. You like this, I like that, I don't. Yeah. Then I get them on a massage table yeah. and the body never lies, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. The body really never lies. It depends on how <laughs> the energy moves, yeah. what your response as body is. Brilliant. And that's how we'll find out what the blueprints are. Yeah, you know, when you were talking, I'm thinking, you know, first of all, I started thinking, okay, but where where does this desire for fetish kink, where, where does it even come? And then I go, okay, well, wait, we live in duality because you mentioned shadow, right? Which is just the opposite of light, right? We have a light side, so that's when we go on, we make passionate, sweet, and regular missionary style love. But there's got to be an opposite to that, right? And I think that's where some of the kink and the fetish comes from. And But we just got to get comfortable with it and say, hey, and, and by the way, if this part of me offends you, I'll just leave it there. I don't need to play with it all the time. You know, I just want to be aware of it and conscious and know that it exists. But let's find something that we can mutually find that, you know, fulfills that for me and will fulfill something for you. Does that make sense? Completely. And I, I see this with so much shame with people that say that are sex addicts or that want to go and visit a prostitute a lot or cross dressers and their partner doesn't understand because they make it all about themselves. They're like, oh, I must have done something wrong yeah. for him, her to turn out this way. Yeah. He, he or she must not love me. Instead of actually being curious, it's like, hey, what's going on for you there? So you feel like with me, you can't be in your full expression. Yeah. And it's like, but also kind of realize what are your boundaries? You know, you can say, yes, you can be in your full expression. But for me, this is what it brings up. Yeah. So let's have some good boundaries around it. Um, and let, let's start exploring this a bit. Let's have like maybe one day a week that you can be for two hours in that archetype. Yeah. And I won't get triggered. And I kind of let you walk around in high heels and underwear. Whatever, <laughs> right, you know? right. And, and enjoy and have fun with it. We, we You know, yeah. I think especially Americans more so than especially what because is Norway Amsterdam? <laughs> I'm sorry for being so stupid, but okay. Is, is that, what? Is Amsterdam and Norway, is that the same, is that city in Amsterdam's that? Amsterdam's in Holland. Okay, Holland. And you're Dutch, which yeah. is Holland. 
Yeah, I'm so, okay, yeah. so Amsterdam is super, yeah. super open, liberal, sexually, right? Yeah, we're open, we're liberal, <laughs> yeah. you know? People, but, <laughs> there's red light districts everywhere. <laughs> and, and we're an American, we're very Puritan. And we're very, and now the wild card is, now there's porn everywhere. So now no one knows what to do. And there's sex shops, I mean, sex shops everywhere. And there's now there's webcams everywhere. And so, I don't know, let, well, let me ask you your opinion. Have we gone too far in that area? Should there be, should it be real in or we got to let the world be the way it is? Yeah, I, I, I went to Thailand a few years ago and I went to Phuket and that is like I, full of sex, yes. um, sex tourism. And yes. I was quite shocked. This was before I, I got into really the whole conscious sexuality. And I just saw how unconscious it yes, was and thank how it's being exploited. Yes. And there is the sexual world can be such so, so exploited and that's where when you actually start putting attention on it bring some consciousness to it do some tantra you, you can do yeah. all kinds of courses that actually bring consciousness to it and then i don't think it is too far yeah but you know yeah the unconsciousness of look at the porn you know and yeah. it's always like it's it's pretty much a man's world there, yes. you know it's yeah. how they want to get off and then and for a woman, it's like, is yeah. this how it's going to be? Yeah. It's like, no, it doesn't need to be like that. And that's what I've had to talk to my daughters and their friends about. I yeah. remember you know, having a group of, of like girls of around 17, 18. I'm like, hey, yeah, what are the things that you would like? How would you like to be touched? Yeah. Like, this is a weird question. So I took, took them through a whole workshop. Oh. But it's like, oh, I actually don't like that. And that's what I see. And that's what I think we should do. I'm like, you, sh you don't have to do anything. Right really start getting comfortable in your body yeah you don't have to look a certain way you don't have to squeeze into anything we we abuse our bodies i mean this is one of the courses that i have it's called scrumptious body so that we can actually just get in touch with how we've abused yeah. our body how we talk to ourselves yeah. Yeah, and then get free from that and do some mirror work and really like start loving ourselves start loving every little stretch mark every little little wobbly bit you, and that's once you start loving yourself, then the people that you're with are like, oh, exactly. that's pretty sexy. Listen, I, what I've found <laughs> for me, once I became comfortable in my own skin, life just became so much easier, right? You know, I, I don't care what anybody <laughs> thinks. I don't care. I don't care. You know, it helps being 66 years old, too. <laughs> you know, you, you eventually grow up. You have to grow up. You're going to like this one. So you mentioned Byron Katie. So I did her two-week school to work literally mm -hmm. three months after my wife passed full of grief and okay. and my whole my whole one sentence for the whole thing my wife died is it true and that's what and then, you know and there's 250 other crazy people there as well so it was quite the experience it, and yeah. she is an amazing amazing teacher and a lot with a lot of exercise one of the exercises was and i just still don't know the purpose for this <laughs> and i'm not sure if i even fully did it because I, I don't i'm you know anyways but was she said, okay guys she passed out garbage bags and she said what you're going to do is you're going to go back to your hotel room and you're going to cut two holes in the garbage bag where your eyes would be and you're going to take off all your clothes and you're going to stare in the mirror and tell me and then you're going to come back and tell us what you see i mean i don't still don't i mean i you know i mean i don't have body shame issues right so i probably did it just to get along to go along or go along to get along whatever but what, what do you think she was trying to do for women with body shame issues there 
it's interesting right so i lost half my body weight i mean oh, i had oh. four kids in under three years time so it just went bigger and bigger and bigger until i was a beach whale and then <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is even if you lose it then you start yes you still see yourself yes. as a big person interesting or as everyone it doesn't matter how other people see you yeah yeah and, and i've obviously worked with, with a lot of younger um adults or kids 17 to 21 with body issue body shame right. trauma as well so i think what she's trying to do is just to show that yeah the perfection and yeah. even yeah. what does a bag look like yeah you know how yeah. he described yeah a rubbish bag a garbage yeah. bag you know so it's it's black it's plastic yeah. it's flat it's it's holding on to some curves i see a bit of you i see a little little wrinkle in in it there but are you going to be as critical about the bag yes as you are about yourself well you did you just brought up such a great point i'm reminded of a book i wrote read in the 80s maybe um maxwell maltz Cyber, psycho cybernetics he was a plastic surgeon mm -hmm. and he would he would fix their you know they come in with a nose and it was really bothering him he would fix it to perfection they never saw it they still saw the old crooked nose and that's what you're speaking to there how do we and you I, you talked a little bit how nlp or that kind of exercise that you did how else can people fix that where they're where they get comfortable in their skin <laughs> mm -hmm. isn't that the age old adage right <laughs> how do we do this so i take people through because i don't believe in only aff affirmations right we can affirm all we want but right. you know right. if you're not actually going to feel it then then yeah exactly. you might as well you're just bullshit, right? right so for me it's like you have to feel both sides you have yeah. to feel the negative mm -hmm. and the positive mm -hmm. so one of the ways that i do it is i have people actually dress down as much as they can or strip down as much as they can and get in front of a mirror and yeah. set a timer for five minutes and just let it rip yeah you know, flabby little arms and that <laughs> mole there and oh my god i've got a stretch mark here and look at these uh, yeah. my teeth and all that. because we we think that but we never say it out loud so yeah. let it rip yeah. and then realize how cathartic that is because we're letting go of that emotional stuckness right yeah. because it's, it's it's like it's like gunk in the pipes and yeah. when you can actually clear it you can clear it so yeah. EFT can help in this. But then the next bit that I do, then there's an is I let them write a letter to their body mm. and actually remember beautiful. all the beautiful things that it's had, you know, that yeah. I look at my hands and I think four babies. I've held my four babies. I look at my feet and how swollen they are when it's hot and no air conditioning in the UK. But I think about all the miles, all the kilometers. It's walk me, walk me down the aisle, you know, taking me to the funeral of my, my loved ones. And you really take the time for that, write that letter. And then people are crying on the floor and they're not flying and they're dancing a little bit. And then I actually finish it also with some cross body movement so that it then anchors into the into the right and the left hemisphere and they take it up a notch so this is a 10 I think 10 sessions that you actually just go through a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more a little yeah. bit more and then you start really loving things what what's one thing that you love about yourself now what's one quality that you yeah. love about yourself yeah. I taught this to my kids when they were young and they're like all right, we're doing gratitudes, what was good about our day, and then yeah. what, what's, you know, what quality we love about ourselves? Are you crazy, mommy? That's, that's so vain. I'm like, no, it's not. Mm. What do you love about yourself? And yeah. then what do you love about the person that sits next to you? It's like, well, I don't know. And it's like, I'm sure there's something that you can love about them, even if you don't know them. Okay. You're, <laughs> I'm going to ask you one last question. 
because you're so grounded, you're so centered, you're so in the moment, you're so pragmatic, practical, successful, four kids. Where does meditation play a role in all this to keep you this centered? Well, this morning I was up at five o'clock doing my Dr. Joseph. <laughs> and then I actually do my own thing, which which isn't, I mean, it's like a meditation, right? But I just feel like it's quicker than listening to an hour's conversation yes, yes, with yes. Dr. Joseph. So I kind of do this twice yeah. a day. But what I teach all my people is like set the timer for 90 seconds, twice a day. You've got 90 seconds. You cannot tell me that you do not have three minutes in a day. <laughs> right. And check in with yourself. Yes. Just take a breath in through your nose, breathe out through your mouth three times. Notice where does your breath land? Yes. What's happening in your body? Do you have a thought? Think that thought. Yeah. Do you have an emotion? Feel that emotion. Yeah. Is there a body sensation? What's happening again in your body? Is there another image? And just do that for 90 seconds. Become aware. Yeah. Awareness is really, truly the first step towards self-love. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, you 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 forcing me to ask another question, um, but for, for for you guys out there, she just gave a wonderful piece of advice. Nine, three minutes a day, ninety seconds in the morning, ninety six afternoon, and you take that time. But I have to know, what are some of your favorite Dr. Joe meditations? One in the morning, one in the evening. Do you have a couple special go tos? I actually, there's this group in the UK, and there's this woman who's amazing. And she just puts on different meditations that Perfect. I think on Saturdays it's four, it's a four hour one. Yeah. So if we get up at four o'clock in the morning and we're there from four to eight. Uh, Botech <laughs> is definitely one of mine. I like the, the walking meditations yes. a lot. Yeah. How about body electric? I like body electric yes, in the morning. Yeah, well. in the yeah. in the beautiful present moment or whatever it is. So he says work is I really profound. like the advanced follow-up. Yes. That was, that yes. Was amazing. Well, you know, and what, what my wife and I were talking about, what's beautiful about that is like half the price of the week long. It's only three days. So we're just going to do one a year, probably in Europe where we go somewhere cool and just reboot. Cause I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I do the week long. I come back, I religiously do it every morning, every night, but three or four months down the road, I'm getting a little lazy, you know? So, so it's good to go back and get that, you know, reboot. But it's funny, right? I was talking to another uh, to, to another coach and mentor, um, friend of mine, and she's gone, I think, to like 12 or 13 now since 2019. Yeah. And she, people keep asking her, it's like, why do you keep going back? And it's like, well, why do you go to the gym every day? It's like, if you go to the gym once, yeah. that's not really going to help you. Yeah. And for me, it's like, I, I fall off and then I, right. I start again. Right. It's like, and, and I also realize that Dr. Joe is not the only way for me. It's that's, journaling sometimes. There you it's go. Yeah. Doing my own gratitude thing. It's doing my own R4 rapid releasing. Yep. So it's actually just bringing consciousness to the here and now. And Perfect. some, and you can do that in a multiple of ways it doesn't have to be one way yeah. you could go for a walk you could go for yeah. a walking meditation and just ask one question yeah. and then the divine will just Show answer up. your question yeah. right there and then all right you just gave me a perfect segue to close where can people find you you mentioned your 4r you got online courses you do retreats so someone resonated with you they want to follow you how do they find you my brand is called Heal Fully You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> like when that came through and I still have to laugh at it. So my website is feelfullyyou.com. Uh, Juliet, French spelling, so double T-E, Caraman, K-A-R-A-M-N, um, at, uh, sorry, on Instagram and on Facebook. And I think also LinkedIn, although I don't do much. <laughs> um, you just type me and you'll find stuff. There's There's been a lot of articles and things, so. 
Well, in closing, I just want you to know I've thoroughly enjoyed this and I'm super grateful and uh, I'd like to meet you in person someday, maybe at our retreat center here in Mountains Hopes, because we also make it available for retreat leaders to come. And so I invite you to consider Amazing. that. Pleasure to Sounds meet you. Sounds like a brilliant, brilliant place. Uh, yes, I would love to be in person. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is really cool. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. All right, guys, I'll be right back to close the show with the Power of Your Voice segment and the Mountains of Hope segment. Stay tuned. So let's close the show by talking about sex. You know, it's really something that I know in my case, I can only refer to myself, but you know. It's such an important part of our life as, as we get older. In my life, no one taught me about it. You know, you learn about it in the school from your friends and then someone showed you a Playboy magazine. And you never really learn what the hell is going on. And no one teaches you as a father of four. I can honestly say I did a better, better job, job not nearly this job I would do today. Um, I think about this a lot. I have seven, eight grandkids, seven grandkids along the way. Who's going to teach these kids, especially in the insanity of the world today? I, you know, I'm not going to speak to all the craziness that's going on uh, out there. But you know, I know what's on the internet. And I know if a young mind gets hold of that, it could do severe damage. Sex should be so intimate and so loving so, so personal, personal. Um, um, but, but, but a lot of us lose our way, way. and, and, and we're, we're not comfortable even talking about it sometimes even with our partner. partner. And there's so, so many couples, you know, that say, been years without sex, and intimacy, and relationship like that. And I don't wonder why, so I'm not sure what the answer is, but I think if you're a parent, you're raising small children, you gotta, you gotta talk, talk to them. them. You know, I know, I know if I were to do it all over again, again you know, I'm gonna assume the appropriate age is when the, the, the hormones start to change right before puberty. puberty. You know, you, you gotta, gotta have a talk with these kids about what's, what's going, going on, on and the importance of it and, and, and the sacredness of it. It's really, it's really to create another life and to bring another soul into this physical realm we find ourselves living in. And um, I can tell you also, I'm not, you know, I was, I was a very promiscuous person in my younger years. And, uh, and, and I now know that that's, that's not wise. That even when you're intimate with someone, that there's energy taking place there. There's, you know, there's fluids, of course, but there's a lot of other bacteria, viruses, parasites 
that we're, we're not even aware of that will eventually get pulled inside your body. I'm not talking about that, Steve. I'm talking about other kind of stuff, okay? That, that if we, 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 we got to keep, keep our body clean and detox, otherwise we're going to end up in big, big trouble. And the, and the other thing is, if you, if you want to talk about a spiritual realm about this subject, I really believe that there's a gateway for other entities, dark entities. Um, if, if we don't guard our heart, if we don't guard our mind, we're subject to any kind of energy coming into our personal space. And that energy might not be the kind of energy that's going to best serve us and allow us to become the best version of ourselves. So, Wow, it's, it's such a difficult, difficult subject. subject. And, and you know, I follow this guy, Josh Mason, Mason and he talks to dudes. Super powerful guy, he does an interview. He's always talking about, you know, man, you need to quit jacking off so much and guard your seed and maintain yourself. And there's power in it. We need to keep our energy going as men to become strong and vital. Uh, so, so that we, we are intimate, that we're present. You know, I, think I think that's, that's the most important thing in love lovemaking, is just to be present, and, and to respect each other, and honor one another, and, and to be open, open and not be judgmental, so that you can share whatever's going on in your heart, your mind, past experiences, what you need, what you want, what makes you feel good, what doesn't make you feel good. These are, for some reason, I'm sure it's possible in America, you know, we're a bit of a Puritan society, if you will. And I think, um, get help. You know, if you're struggling with this issue, get help. There's plenty of good books. Of course, today, every subject is on YouTube or Rumble or somewhere on the internet. Um, and watch something with your partner. But I really, really believe, you know, and listen, I'm not, I was guilty of everything. So, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just trying to share with you my experiences. Of what, what I've learned over 66 years in this subject, and, and what, what, what I wasn't, wasn't taught, but what I've had to learn the hard way. way. What I've learned the hard way is that it's a very sacred, sacred act, it's a sacred, sacred, sacred thing, and, and, and we need to be conscious and aware and present when they make love of our partner. And, and keeping our mind clean and clear, keeping our heart clean and clear. Tough subject, maybe? I don't know. But I guess it's kind of but anyways, anyways until, until next, next time, time, go out, out there, there, live your life with passion, and create the life of your dreams. Thank you for listening to The Power of Your Voice with Mike Murphy. This podcast is brought to you by Mike Murphy Unfiltered, The Creation Frequency, Mountains of Hope, and The Love from Margot Foundation. These sponsors are dedicated to helping you unleash your full potential and live a life of joy and abundance. If you enjoyed this episode, please visit our website at mikemurphyunfiltered.com and subscribe to our podcast.